What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Clutch Picks Against the Spread. Week 11 coming at you. We had a lot of questions last week. Where was the podcast? You know, we needed a bye week. NFL players get a bye week. We needed a bye week, too. <laughs> we, we, you know, we had a lot going on, and, and I needed to find my identity. I'm sure you guys have noticed I lost my last two locks of the week. Unheard of. I don't know what happened to me. Nico, I'll tell you, I've been guessing around, trying. I, I couldn't. I just couldn't find anything I wanted to set my sights on. I've been struggling. Honestly, I blame the Indianapolis Colts. I really do. With everything going on in their detrimental season, I just we had a horrible week last week. We went 0-4 on our locks. Hopefully, we're going to look to right the ship this week. Everybody, everybody needs to right the ship. Jock is not with us, but we have his play. You know it is fade Jock season. He is now 4-7. and Pertle, you are 3-2. and two. Got fucked by the Bears twice now. Nico, you are 6-3-1, and one, and I am 6-4. and four. A bad week last week for everybody. We needed to get the minds right, reset a little bit. I think we did just that. Besides our locks, Nico, how was your week? I'm just going to explain some of my locks. My three locks have lost because of a, a, an idiotic coaching decisions on fourth down. And the analytics say, oh, yeah. Let's go for it on fourth down on the 33-yard line in overtime. Yeah, let's do that and give Aaron Rodgers a short field if we don't get him. No, no, that makes so much sense, you fat fucking mule Mike McCarthy. That makes so much sense. But, yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, we, me and you hammered the Cardinals. I mean, yeah. that, that was my – I liked that play more than my previous lock before. I literally told you before, I was like, dude, in reality, I believe Colt McCoy runs this offense better than Kyler, and I think Cliff Kingsbury thinks that too. Yeah. And it, it showed that that offense looked elite with Colt McCoy. Yeah. Marquise Brown comes back. That team, that team might make some noise later on, but I, I did, I mean, I did good because I nailed the Cardinals. So. Yeah. That was a big one. I'm going to touch on that later after we go through Pert. You know, Pert, how was your week other than, I mean, you got to be happy as a Vikings fan. <laughs> no matter what happens, you have to be happy. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, as a Vikings fan, like you said, it was a fantastic week. And luckily, when I saw, even with, if, Josh Allen was playing and he did, he did end up playing anyways. I saw the line open at plus nine and a half. I thought that was the most disrespectful line I've ever seen. And <laughs> luckily I hammered that. Like I, like we said, uh, I chose the bears once again, the bad news bears. And all, that's all they did was just bring bad news. Uh, back to back losses on them. That's they're on the do not bet list is what we like to say okay. now. All right. So I just want to touch on what Nico said a little. We were really heavy on the Cardinals after that. That was a. That was a Sunday morning play. You know, we're doing something cool with some other people in the gambling space. You know, that, that was a big one for us. So uh, today we're going to do something a little bit different. You guys know we've been bringing on guests recently. We reverted back to the original format. We're going to have some more guests coming on in the future. But today we're going to be talking about the World Cup a lot. So what we're going to do is go through our four locks. We're going to go Nico, Jock, Bert, me for the locks. And then we're going to bring on our two buddies who are very good at soccer betting. Nico and Pert are very good at soccer betting. I'm fucking atrocious. I just listen to them blindly. It seems to be working out for me, so I'm going to just keep doing that. But we're going to bring on two of our buddies, go through all the World Cup stuff, get a couple bets in now. We are all looking forward to Monday, the 21st at 2 p.m. for the United States of America versus Wales, the big one. Everyone knows that that's kind of going to decide our future, so... Without further ado, we're going to jump right into it here. Should be a quick episode today. Like I said, four locks, World Cup soccer. Stay tuned. We're going to make a lot of money. One thing I wanted to touch on before we got into locks of the week, just one game, is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Indianapolis Colts. 
as you guys know, Colts have been a fucking a clog in my machine for the past four weeks. It's tough to even watch football. I was at the bar week nine when they were playing the Patriots. I left at halftime. I didn't watch football for the rest of the day. It's tough to even get excited about the games when your team is that bad. Now, I know Jim Ursay kind of put us in this scenario with his influence on Frank Reich to, to start Sam Ellinger, but uh, he got a lot of fucking hate, him and Jeff Saturday, for this head coaching job. I think it's just what they needed. You know, they needed someone to go in and just motivate them. They didn't need a Frank Reich. Parks, uh, I don't even know the guy's last name. He was calling plays against the Raiders, and he, he called a great game, played to their strengths. Jonathan Taylor got his touches again. They had over 200-yard rushing, over 200 yards receiving, called a phenomenal fucking game, and our major problem was the O-line. Who better to bring in than Jeff fucking Saturday to fix that problem? I, I think this is just what they needed, and if there's one thing the Eagles have trouble doing, it is stopping the run. I think this is going to be almost a 30-touch game for JT. Feed that fucking man the rock and watch him work. Listen. JT might rush her over 200 yards. I'm being dead ass. It's plus eight Colts right yeah, now. That's I mean, all dude, I'm saying. S- screw the plus eight. Oh, come on. Take the money line. <laughs> Don't take, fucking blow air up dude, my ass. Take the money line. I mean, dude, listen, I said this about the, the Titans and Chiefs. I That money line should have hit 100%. A few calls not go our way. That money line was like plus 560. This money line is probably, what, 350, 400? Yeah, Nico, they are plus 250 all across the board. Dude, I mean... Take take a little bit on the money line and take the plus eight. I mean, th- this was one of my favorite plays of the week, actually. I, ever since Jordan Davis got hurt, the Eagles, like I said about the Texans, they don't have someone clogging the middle. They have a lot of playmakers on defense, but you need a fat slob clogging the middle, and they do not have that right now. So they're going to, they're going to struggle against the run. The one thing I the one thing about this whole Jeff Saturday hiring is this is not long term hiring. I, I don't believe correct. I mean. I've never heard of a coach with absolutely zero coaching experience get hired. That is kind of just taking a, a hit against head coaching. I mean, that's that's how I saw it. I mean, I yeah. know Jim Irsay is always questionable in everything that he does. But, I mean, if it works out, it works out. But that's just kind of like taking a shot, just like head coaching. And all the guys who were on that coaching staff didn't get a shot, but used hire a consultant who was never on the field. And he was just all over just on Zoom being a consultant. So, I mean – that's like my kind of take on that Jeff Satterhang, but I mean, if it works out, it works out. I think for this game, like you said, uh, I could see Taylor running it all over because Fletcher Cox, he's been, you haven't heard his name at all. And I think the thing to look at this game is the total and 43 and a half. That's a pretty low number. I'd like to think, yeah. uh, especially for an Eagles team that I feel like every week is a high scoring week uh, for uh, both teams. So, um, the six and a half, I could, although, yeah, I see the Eagles winning it, but I don't know if it's going to be by a touchdown. I could see the Colts caning in within a field goal, but I think, uh, you, I could easily see, um, both teams getting 21, uh, 24, 21. That hits the over. I think the over under being 43 and a half is that great value for the over being that. The Eagles defense right now is shit. Darius Slayer was getting cooked. Uh, like you said, yeah. their defensive line was absolutely pitiful without Davis. Colts, somehow they have that juju. They have that magic, the Jeff Saturday magic. And, um, I don't know. I see both teams are scoring in this game. I think it's going to be a high one that goes into the fifties. So I'll be, I'll be laying some money on the over definitely on this game. 
Nico, I totally agree with you. But again, like you said, one thing I think people failed to fucking realize was this was not a hire of a head coach. This was a hire of a team in week 10 midseason who was three, five and one and losing games that they shouldn't be losing, not putting up points. This was an unmotivated team. The Colt Frank Reich lost that locker room. And it's that simple. This was not a hiring of Jeff Saturday for his football knowledge. This was a hiring of Jeff Saturday to motivate the team. And just, just, I mean, everyone was calling for heads. I mean, people inside the club, fans, staff, every single person that I, I knew who was invested in the Colts were calling for heads. This was a play to show the people that, like, just show the fans, hey, I, I hear you, I care. We know we're not going anywhere. As a Titans fan, you should be ecstatic because every game we win just pushes our draft position further back for next year. Okay, we're obviously not going to win the fucking Super Bowl this year, but this was a case of an unmotivated team. And who else, who better than to motivate the big guys up front and get back to your identity, which is running the fucking football, than Jeff Saturday? Who? I mean, yeah, he just gives me kind of a Dan Campbell vibe. Yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And obviously Dan Campbell's proven that he can't coach for jack shit. So. <laughs> Again, like I said, this is not, he's not there to call plays. He's not there to do anything. He is there to motivate the organization, and I think he's done just that. You know what? Even if it's only for seven, eight weeks, fine. Reset it next year. But this was this was a mid-season change. Motivation was lacking. There was no heart, no hustle, nothing. This is a man who Pat McAfee said sweat, bled, and puked in that stadium, built Lucas Oil Stadium. I mean, there's no one else better than to motivate that team than him in this moment. It, it wasn't, it wasn't a, oh, this guy's going to be our head coach. It's this guy can help us at this moment in time. Now it is time for our locks of the week. All right, Nico, you're up first. As you know, normally jock, Jock has been our Thursday night specialist. Not so much this year. Again, won't be. He's not with us, but your lock is Thursday night. We have the Tennessee Titans at the Green Bay Packers. Right now, Packers are minus three. Over-unders at 41. Nico, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, this is this is a crazy stat that's going to drop right now. The Titans have covered eight straight games. Ever, ever since that Bills game, they've been covering this nonstop. I, I have Titans plus three. And, yeah, you could say I'm, this is a biased bet. I'm a Titans fan, blah, blah, blah. But they've covered eight straight games. And what did Green Bay do last week to Dallas and how they win that game? They ran the ball. What does what, do, what does Tennessee Titans do very well? They stopped the run. They have been averaging the past four games under, letting up under 70 yards per game rushing. Yeah. Green Bay has no weapons. They really don't. The only issue I see with this where I don't I don't see them – I think they're going to cover no matter what or cover a push. They lose by a field goal. The only issue I have right now with this game is if Jeffrey Simmons does not play, which I'm I'm guessing he it looks like he's going to be. He's not been ruled out yet. And Ben Jones has a concussion, and we have this backup Chris Levin playing. We've never saw him play before yet. But, I mean, those are really my only two issues. Everyone's really high on this Green Bay team because they they ran against the Cowboys, who have does not have a good run defense. So, Titans have to do is stop the run, which they have been recently. And I think it's a, it's a dub. I'm going to put money on heavy and spread heavy for this game. 
Honestly, I, I really like this play. The I'm kind of opposite, though. The only thing that concerns me is your pass defense, or should I say lack thereof. I mean, it's no surprise. I know you saw it probably too, but the Titans have the worst pass defense in the league by far. It's not like a minimal margin. The Colts have 31st. Titans have 32nd. And it, Gore, it's- Gore, I'm, I'm going to cut you off real quick. The, the reason why I think that we do is the simple fact that teams know that they can't run the ball on us. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 63 times against us. 60 because they tried running the ball with Pan, that Panchero guy. He had 21 yards, six rushes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how it goes. They, if you can't run the ball, why would you keep trying and wasting downs? You have to pass the ball against us, and that's why we left so many yards, because all they do is pass against us. I mean, if I had to take some here, obviously I'd tell you, I think it's a smart play. Like you said, worst-case scenario, we're, we're figuring a push. So I like it. Probably a do-not-bet for me. Like I said, I've been struggling recently. I need to find my way. I don't want to force this, but I, I do like this play for you. Yeah, I'm in the same situation as you, Corey. This is a tricky situation game. Um, obviously, I really hope the Titans win since yeah. it's always fuck the Packers. Um, but I just, yeah, this is everything just, it's just so strange, this game. I don't know how to feel about the total. The total's 41. I want to say that's low since I can see both uh, offenses scoring. But then I look at the Titans games. It's like 17-10, 17-10, 19-10, 2017. So, I'll probably stay away from this game, but um, I wouldn't mind seeing a good Thursday night. Derrick Henry, 200 yards against Green Bay, which I think easily could happen. Um, since the Packers, they just haven't been good, although they had that one one game last week against the Cowgirls. Um, but I even said in the group chat, I could see them winning that game, and it did, but I still don't think that would change the vibes of the season for them. And hopefully a quick they uh, lose and have to soak in their sorrows for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, one more thing. The one more thing that I think that really swayed me towards the Titans is Rashawn Gary's out and Stokes is out for Green Bay. That means that Rashawn Gary being out, the Titans are going to run the ball a little bit easier. I mean, mm-hmm. Green Bay needs all the help they get stopping the run, and losing that guy is a really big loss. Derrick Henry attempts might be to twenty-five to thirty range this game. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 actually probably a good bet. Yeah, just take Henry attempts over since it will probably uh, under probably will hit again. So that just means I think uh, Henry attempts will hit as well. Just running the ball, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you guys know I've said it for the past three weeks. We are officially in fade jock season. After week six, when he did the double lock of the week, shit started to roll downhill. Are we surprised? Not really. I was hoping for better for him <laughs> last year. I know he was upset. This year, it might be look like he's trending that way. Like I said, he was four and four, now four and seven. This play, I actually really like. I know he's not with us, but I'm going to run down it. We have Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. Right now, Broncos are minus three in DraftKings, minus two and a half in FanDuel, Caesars, BetMGM. Over under set at 41 and a half all across the board. Now, you know Jock and his silly fucking plays, but this one actually makes a shit ton of sense. Jock has the under. 41 and a half in the Raiders Broncos game. I love this divisional matchup against a team in the Broncos who has scored over 18 points once this season. They've only scored over 18 points one single game. If they scored 18 points every game, what game was that? What game was that? May I ask? Uh, What was that one game? I don't remember. It was against these cunts. It was thirty. It was thirty-two to twenty-three. It was. (laughs) It was against the Raiders. Yes, it was. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. Well, that's just what it gets everything I was going to say. I was going to talk about how it's a divisional matchup and the under always hits and the Raiders aren't looking too good and the Denver Broncos have a fantastic defense but can't put up points. Oh, my God. Are, am, am I surprised? No. I, I do think this is a good pick, though. Um, obviously not not a massive not a massive fucking heave, but definitely something that, that, that I like. You know, divisional matchups tend to be tend to be good. Denver does have a good defense. Obviously, not a good offense, and you can kind of say the same about the Raiders. Not a good defense, but they can stop. They can stop the Broncos. So, yeah. Although I was just chirping it, <laughs> um, <laughs> it it isn't the worst place. It's like you said. Um, I've been on team uh, under for Broncos the whole year, despite it happening that one game, which honestly would jock so lucky. Probably will happen again this week. So, but um. I think the under has been the play for the Broncos all year, despite this being low. Honestly, I'm surprised it's not like 38 and a half. I'm surprised yeah. it is 41. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if it does dip right before a game, maybe like 39 and a half. So if you do like it, I guess hop on it now. But um, it's Jock's pick, so I just wouldn't be surprised if it was shit luck he's had that uh, the total goes over again Facts. in the 50s. <laughs> Facts. It's not, it's not shit luck. He just picks idiotic fucking plays. <laughs> like it's not, it's not, sh- it's not considered shit luck. We we literally question half of his plays, and when we crush question it, we're usually right. And I'm questioning this one too. How could you take an over under when with the first time they played it went to fifty, and now you're mm-hmm. taking eight point less over under with two teams who are atrocious? When it could it could literally be a field fire. Who knows? Both these teams are bad, dude. Like they have nothing to play for. They might, they might just light up. They might just light up the scoreboard. Everyone has been the Broncos unders all season long. It's they're probably usually 70, 75% of bets are on the Broncos unders every single week. Why is this number at 41, 42 right now? It's a good point. I, I didn't really like, think about it, that. Vegas, Vegas knows. Yeah. Fishy, that, oh, fishy, fishy. One oh, thing everyone, I want to. Everyone, everyone's going to take the under right now. So might as well leave it at 41 and a half. Just leave it at that. I think it's going to go over. So I'm, I'm not with this play at all. I think it's going to go over. One thing I want to touch on is when Jock started going downhill, he, it started because he took an under and we fucking ripped into him. We started ripping into him. We said, we don't take unders on this show. Let's start gambling. <laughs> All this stuff. I had people in my Twitter DMs scream, let's start gambling. We don't take unders. Miko, maybe you're right. You know, maybe, maybe we just got to get on the roller coaster and, and watch it fall. You know? Kurt, said it, Kurt said it perfectly. This line – should be where the Patriots and Jets un- over under this. Mm-hmm. It should be at, it yeah. should be at thirty eight. Why is this line at forty one and a half? No, I, I agree. Now, now I'm kind of second guessing things. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get a little uh, a little video from Jack explaining this on, on Twitter in a bit before before kickoff. So, that being said, Bert, we're moving on to you. Okay, a great game. I'm really excited to watch it. We have Dallas Cowboys at Minnesota Vikings right now. Minnesota's plus one and a half. Over under set at forty seven and a half. Bert, what do you got? Yeah, I'm rocking with the with the Vikes once again. Um, they won me last week, and uh, I'm thinking they're going to uh, win it again this week. Uh, despite all the thrills, all the hurrahs of last week, uh, I don't think it will be a letdown game. I think they're going to continue the things rolling. Uh, the fact that we're dogs at home, I love to see that. Uh, just like I remember a few weeks ago uh, when the Vikes were home against the Cards. Uh, same situation. It's been... I think 21 days, fans are hungry for a W. I think just the Cow, I, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of the Cowboys. Yeah, they got those weapons, but 
I think when it comes down to it, Mike McCarthy's going to fuck him over. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, he's been making great decisions for the Vikings. And Vikings, they've been playing these close games, but uh, unlike years past, they've just been winning them, surprisingly. So uh, we're going to keep rocking with them and give me the dogs on the money line. Listen, I, I was wrong about the Vikings. I Probably like since week five or six. Me too. I've just been way, I just like the Seahawks. I was wrong with the Seahawks too, but like the Vikings, especially, I was just waiting for that old Vikings team to pop up once and again, once again. I keep waiting. They just beat the Bills. The only thing I'm scared of is the Vikings run defense versus Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's been going running the ball out of his freaking mind recently. If they could, if they could hold him to under 100 yards, I think the Vikings win with ease. And the other thing, Josh Allen made a lot of freaking mistakes. He made a lot of fourth quarter mistakes that he should not have made. And if this game's close, I don't see Dak making those similar mistakes. But I mean, Vikings at home with that value, you have to take it. I mean, this this game's definitely a toss up. But either if the if the Cowboys are underdogs, I'll take the Cowboys. The Vikings are underdogs, I'll take the Vikings. It's just the the value here. You have to take it. Yeah, yeah, value value at home, like you said. But you said Dak not making mistakes, but against Green Bay, he made a lot of big mistakes, especially in the red zone. That uh, it costed them big, and it, I know it has. He's been back a couple of weeks, but it still seems like he still has a little rust to him. And um, until he gets that rust off, I think I could see Pat Pete again coming up with another big interception somehow. And that's just how these games are against Cowboys Vikings. I feel like play every every other year under the lights and um. For some reason, I think the Vikes just take this one again, uh, just like usual, I feel like. Yeah, honestly, you guys kind of hit the nail on the head. If this was in Dallas, I'd probably be on the Cowboys. But since it's in Minnesota, I'm going to take take Minnesota here, Nico. Like you said, it's got to be value play. I mean, let me check what the money line's at here currently. It's looking like Minnesota is plus 106 uh, in FanDuel right now, which is – that's a lot of value for a one-and-a-half-point spread. Um, plus yeah, plus money, eight and one team at home. How can you say no to that? Come on now, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, um, listen, if, if this was the Eagles as the Cowboys and the Eagles were plus money, I would not take the Eagles though. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, that's okay. I'm up next. So for our last lock of the week, this is this is my back on the horse play. Right the ship, legs feed the wolf. All aboard, play of the week. This is my dick on the line, play of the week. Play of the second play of the year. Okay, this line opened up at two and a half. We have Washington at Houston. Right now, Houston is plus three and a half. Over under is 41, 40 and a half. I'm not fucking touching the total. Sunday night before, I'm sorry, Monday night before that game ended, I got Washington at minus two and a half. I think this is going to be the most heavily bet public game of the week. The public is going to be so heavy on this after the Commanders just beat the Eagles by 11 points, even though seven of those came in garbage time. I just think Taylor Heineke has those boys fired the fuck up. I don't think you could deny it. Carson Wentz is the better quarterback on paper, better quarterback with arm strength, better quarterback almost at everything until they step foot on the football field. Taylor Heineke is not a great quarterback, but he finds ways to win fucking games. I don't know how to say it. Houston Texans, obviously, they're the fucking Texans. If this was four and a half, five, probably wouldn't have touched it. Do I think the Commanders are going to win the football game? Yes. Do I think they win by a field goal? Yes. This is a three-unit, dick-on-the-line play of the week. Listen, I saw Washington run the ball. I was talking to my friend who's Commanders, a Commanders fan. I'm in a group chat with a bunch of Eagles fans. He's a Commanders fan. 
and I was I was loving every second of this game. They ran the ball down the Eagles' freaking throat. And guess who has the worst rush defense in the league? The Houston Texans. Minus two and a half is a freaking joke. Take the over on Gibson rushing yards and take the over on Robinson rushing yards. This when you have a bad rush defense, there is absolutely nothing you could do about it. You just have to you have to swallow it and just try. There's nothing you could do. You don't have big guys up front clogging the middle. There is nothing you could do. Washington minus two and a half. I love it. Yeah, I think this is a great pick. Uh, I'm with both your boys uh, on this one. Um, I'll probably be throwing money on this myself. Uh, that I like this that much. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Washington. I think they just got the they got they just got the juju right now. Everything's with them. Uh, Taylor Heineke, like you said, no one expects it, but. He keeps balling, even against the Vikings. Uh, we barely even got that dub. Yeah. We had to pull a miracle out of our ass. And just the way, yeah, their offense, Gibson, Robinson, Terry McCorn, uh, Logan Thomas, just guys are like, who the hell are making these plays? And I think, like you said, worse, worse, uh, run defensive screens for bad things against the way this offense is going. And, I think uh, Washington wins this by a touchdown. So if you even want, uh, might as well tease it minus six and a half if you get that at good value. So I'm with you on this one, Corey. Love that. Love that. Per- like yeah, you said. Well, sorry, one more thing. Um, Taylor Haneke stinks, first off. <laughs> um, when, once once comes back, he has to start. I mean, they won, but Haneke had like a 62 QBR. Yeah. I mean, he looked horrible. But the weird part is, on third down, he balled the fuck out. He just clutches yep. up, bro. He, does he, his clutch, he yeah. closes his eyes and throws the ball, and somehow yeah. McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Logan, they, they catch it. They, 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 got, they got really clutch first downs. I don't know if that means that the Eagles' third down defense was just pitiful that game, or Heineke is just clo- is just making plays on third down. But, I mean, the first two downs, he looked horrible. But then third down, like magic. It's just a snap, and they get a first down somehow. But, I mean, yeah, that's Heineke stinks, though. I also did see, I think, Chase Young's coming back, too. And, obviously, that's a huge addition for their defense. So, I could see him eating that long neck for dinner. So, uh, prepare for that. <laughs> one, one thing you said, Washington has the juju right now. Yep. If there's one thing you guys know about me, one thing the listeners know about me, I'm all about the fucking juju. you got to <laughs> ride the hot hand. This is my get back on the horse play of the week. I've been struggling. You know that. It's it's been a rough past two weeks for me. I couldn't even find a game I liked the last two weeks. And I think I was second guessing myself. I think it was because the Colts were sucking. I'm riding the hot hand. Washington has the fucking juju. Taylor Heineke is gonna be wearing those chains on the plane ride back home once again. All right, guys. So as I said, we have two of our buddies here, Paul Zablotny and Jason Culp. Two pretty decent soccer betters, hell of a lot better than I am. As you know, Pert's pretty good at soccer. Nico's pretty good at soccer. I said it earlier, I fucking suck. So basically, I'm not going to have much of a part here. I'm just going to read the odds. Guys, thanks for joining us. How you been doing? Doing good. Thanks for having us. Excited. Yeah, excited to be here. So as we know, the one we're all most excited for is USA Monday, the 21st at 2 p.m. Pert, why don't you kick us off here? Yeah, fucking goddamn USA, baby. America. <laughs> Uh, it's about time. What's it been? What? Eight years. We missed the last one. I don't want to talk about that, but, um, yeah, it's been a while since the U S has been in this thing and we got the American vibes, baby. Um, I'm really liking what the group we're in. Uh, although we do have those fucking bloody cunts in England. Uh, I like our chances of us getting through. Um, 
the roster, although there were some uh, ones that I was like, what the fuck? Uh, I think it's still a pretty decent roster that should be able to make it out of this group. And that's why um, one of my favorite bets for uh, this World Cup is USA making it out of our group. Plus money, uh, that's a joke. We should be minus 5,000 to advance from this group. Goddamn America, baby. Um, Captain America, he's going to lead us. Uh, got a couple boys from the East Coast that are just going to, I think, be putting goals in the back of the net. Uh, our first game uh, we'll probably talk about soon against Wales. Uh, really liking the value on that. But just overall, I think there's great value in our American boys. Uh, and might as well rock with them. Why not? USA, baby. Love that, Pert. Love that. I'm I'm on the same wave. I mean, it seems like a lifetime ago, but like four years ago, we got Trinidad and Tobago knocking us out of the World Cup. Uh, since then, they've kind of embraced the youth movement, brought along a lot of the young guys. A lot of the young guys since then are getting experience in Europe. They're not all just playing for shitty MLS yep. teams anymore. <laughs> they're going and playing for real clubs, and they're not doing bad. I mean, we got guys coming in and contributing to major teams. So I think they're going to come in hot. I think they're going to go out. The big game is everyone's going to be watching is the England game for obvious reasons. Fuck them. We won the fucking Revolutionary War. We'll beat them again. <laughs> but, I mean, the big game is actually Monday. Like, that's our biggest competition to get out of that group is Wales. I think it's also a joke that we're not more heavily favored to make it out of that group. So, I think it's good value to to place us to advance. Uh, I think we got a good squad and we're going to come out a bit hot. And uh, we looked good in the qualifiers. So excited to see what we'll do. What we're going to do is just go through the groups here. So for Group A, we got Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador, and Qatar. Nico, why don't you kick us off? Who do you think is going to come out of it? You got a dark horse or an underdog you think is going to qualify? Truly, this, this group sucks. This group is really bad. I mean, for my for the pool that we're doing, I have um, Qatar and Sat and Iran, all hail. But um, yeah, I mean, this group sucks. I, I think Netherlands makes it out, but I mean, it's kind of shitty value. I don't. Senegal's missing. Aren't they missing Mane? Yeah, he's out yeah, for a few first yeah, I mean, couple games. Mane is missing at least a game. At Dude, least I mean, a game. yeah, I mean, and that's first Netherlands. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that you have to go with Senegal to make. Don't don't touch the Netherlands. Netherlands going to make it out. I think with ease. I think you have to put some money on Senegal to make it out. Corey, do you have the, you have the odds on that? Yep. So Senegal to qualify or get out of Group A right now is minus 105. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the best bet for Group A. I mean, they're going to tag out it more, but, like, I think minus 105 for that. It's The other two teams are booty, so, I mean, that's probably – they're probably going to be the number two team in that group. Yeah, no, this is the group where I actually have my most money in. Being that I actually just got back from Netherlands a couple of days ago. So I think the vibes are there for that country. Um, shit. Uh, I actually have my favorite bet in this group is actually Netherlands to win all their group games at plus 200. Uh, I already laid a couple of units on that. Um, I just without Mane for Senegal, especially being the first game, I think Netherlands is going to steamroll them. They're going to steamroll those other two fucking countries um i think this is netherlands group to win um i don't see them losing it at all uh so i have them paired in a couple parlays uh to win this group and also just my favorites is to win all the group games because i think they easily get nine points in this they may maybe honestly i don't even know if they let up a goal um especially without Mane that first game 
I don't see Senegal putting much of a fight against uh, Virgil van Dijk. And I think uh, Memphis Depay, he'll be running laps over those fucking small uh, countries in their group. So I think this is Netherlands to just dominate this group. Yeah, with Mane out, I think it's going to be a big factor in them going through. I got straight bet or straight forecast with uh, Netherlands taking first and uh, Ecuador, Ecuador taking second, coming in at plus 270. I love that too. Wow, okay. So that being said, Nico, you did touch on something I want to mention just really quick. Is the five of us are in a pool. There's 15 guys. Everyone got two teams. 16 guys. Everyone got two teams. I know Cope down there has Brazil. I got Argentina. Nico is fucked. Nico's the one who set it up, and he's probably got the two worst teams in here. But it's okay because it pays out for, like, first red card, worst goal differential, this and that. So if you hear a little bit of saltiness, it's only because Nico's upset that he's not going to win any money. So What else is new? All right, moving on to Group B. Kind of touched on it already. We got England, USA, Wales, and Iran. One of my biggest bets just of the of this whole tournament is this U.S. to advance. Um, I just like the value plus money. It's pretty similar to Wales. And um, like Cope said, the first game is the biggest. Um, as long as we get a point, that's the big thing. But I do see us uh, winning this game probably 1-0. Uh, I think it will be a low-scoring game. Uh Neither team has very uh, offensive powers, although they have Gareth Bale with a name. Um, he's been playing golf in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, obviously, he fucked my union, but um, Wales, they don't have much firepower. Uh, I think the U.S., though, should still uh, be able to sneak one through. And if they do sneak one through, uh, that's pretty much a almost automatic clincher for uh, next round if they could beat Wales. So uh, hopefully the boys, red, white, and blue, pull through, and uh, we're uh, popping bottles Monday night. They do make USA does make me nervous, but I think we'll we'll edge it out over Wales. Uh, I was looking at a lot of straight forecast bets, so I got to take England to one end and USA second for plus two twenty odds. And then even going forward, Southgate doesn't know what he's doing with that team. I think uh, England's not make, making it past the round of sixteen. So I I, dude, I I really don't think England's good. I mean, me and Pearl talked about this earlier. I I, I just don't think they're good. I mean, listen. They screwed me so bad in the Euros championship. So bad. But I mean I, I just I just don't like this England team this year. So I could really see USA being first here. I mean that that's I, no that's no biases. Yeah, no, I think I think the US I expect a draw in the US England game. I think England is overrated as usual, just as every single time, just because they're England. They they they're expected to be good. They have Harry Kane, obviously he's gonna score, but um I think the U.S. would be able to put up a fight in that game, at least. And if we get a draw on that game, um, I could see – I don't see Wales or um, – who else is in our groups? Uh, Frickin' Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Iran. Iran. <laughs> yeah, Iran. Iran. I, I don't expect either one of them to get a point versus England, but uh, I do expect uh, our boys to be able to. And uh, that point could be a big factor in uh, getting passed through Wales. All right. Well, moving on, we have Group C here. One that I'm excited for, as I said, I've got Argentina in our pool. So it's Argentina, Poland, Mexico, and Saudi Arabia. Cope, what do you got here for us? Yeah, I'm I'm loving Mexico to get out of this group. Last World Cup, like, you know, the U.S. didn't qualify. The whole, like, shtick was, like, support your roots for Americans to watch the World Cups. Our, Ireland didn't world, uh, qualify for the last World Cup either. So I'm Irish, Polish, and German. I rooted for Germany and Poland. And both teams absolutely fucking stunk last World Cup. 
Poland won their last game. They stink. They're not a good team. They haven't got much better. They got Lewandowski up front, and that's it. Like, they're just not a good team. I'm loving Mexico to get out of that group. I mean, every time Mexico, like, they look to only have a decent side, but those guys just fucking show up for this tournament. I think they're going to go crazy for it. They didn't come in as hot as they did to the last World Cup, but I think that they're going to come in hotter than Poland will. They stink, and Mexico will beat them out. I think, like, Mexico, last I checked, what are the odds on, on them to make it? I think they're, like, minus 120. Correct, minus, out, minus so. 110 right now, minus 110 in points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, like, a, a pretty good value pick. There's no way either of them knock off Argentina. It's Messi's last World Cup. Probably Argentina should win the group pretty soundly. So, so Paul, I'm going to guess you have Argentina one and Mexico two. I'm actually stuck between Poland and Mexico. Lewandowski had zero goals in the last World Cup. <laughs> this guy's got to be hungry coming into this World Cup. And the only thing that stopped me from keeping them, from like keeping Mexico from going any further, is that he lost every game they've ever played against Argentina in the World Cup. I think he's going to keep going. They're not going to win any games. I don't think they have what it takes. I think Lewandowski is going to come out hungry, and he's going to – I think it's going to be between Argentina and Poland for first. I can't give a first place on this one. The battle. I love it. Yeah, fuck Mexico. Fuck those putas. <laughs> uh, Ochoa, I fucking Ochoa. Fuck Ochoa. I swear he's been in every single World Cup since we've been alive. Um, I think they just choke again. There's been a lot of fucking shit going around Mexico Soccer Federation for the past couple years. And I think it just ends with them tonight. Hopefully I see all those Mexican tears happen. Uh, fuck Mexico. Uh, Arge- Argentina's fucking... I-, I don't see Argentina losing the game in this group. But uh, I see fucking Lewandowski uh, fucking making it sad for those putas down south. Bert, I'm gonna yeah. have to uh, have to give you a call on Sunday just so I could go through all these bets again because I'm just <laughs> laughing here. So I'm not really taking any notes. But <laughs> all right, moving on to Group D. Nico, we're gonna give this one to you. We got France, Denmark, Tunisia, and Australia. So just a side note: France minus fifteen hundred to advance. Denmark minus three twenty five. Australia plus three seventy five. I mean, Paul, you've been doing this these um, bets where it's like you guessed the one and two is actually really smart. I love I think that. This, I think I think this is the easiest one. This is the easiest group, oh. am I right? So I'm guessing you You're have France. You're completely wrong. You're completely no wrong. Oh, I mean, dude, that's what I like to hear. You're that's what I like to hear. You're completely wrong. I mean, dude, dude run, Fuck with France. run with it. Run with it. There's two curses. There's curses of the World Cup winner and the curse yep. of the Ballon d'Or winner. The player who won the Ballon d'Or, screen Benzema. No player who recently won it has won the World Cup the following year. And then for the last, in 2002, 2010, 2014, and 2018, the World Cup winner of the previous World Cup has not made it out of the group stage. And I'm staying with it. I got Denmark and Australia to go through. And you can straight forecast that. I got Denmark at one, Australia at two, at plus 2,500 odds. Wow. Yep. I'm I'm in the Cash. same thing as Z. I, I've been preaching to our group chat that the World Cup winners, just they have that bad juju that mm-hmm. Spain did it. it, Germany did it. And every he's single day, he's out. every single, that's what I mean. Every single day I see a Fabrizio tweet. Pogba is out. Uh, yeah. The guy yesterday, the strikers. Yeah. yeah. It's just bad vibes 
down for uh, for France, and uh, I don't mind that. Uh, one of my favorite bets, actually, I have in this is uh, just Denmark straight to win the group at uh, plus 230. I think that's great value for a team that has been, for a country that's been on fire recently. In Euros, they made it to the semifinals, and only, they honestly deserve to beat that England team in Euros. And uh, Denmark, they have a great team that... Uh, I'm just going to be rocking with uh, just what's been happening in the past couple World Cups, and I think it's going to continue. Uh, France, just the vibes aren't there for that country right now. Although they, they should make it out. Um, I did bet on them straight not to make it out at plus 600 uh, to be eliminated at the group stage. Uh, that is gr- fucking ballsy, dude. That's what I mean. Their group does I mean, suck. That's, that's a, the only thing. I, 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 Australia, Tunisia, that's the issue. They just blow. Any other, any other if there was a decent third the team, end. yep. If there was <laughs> yeah. like Morocco, literally anyone, Wales. You would have thrown Wales in there. Yeah, yep, they would have made it. But it does suck they have those two fucking bomb-ass countries. But um, <laughs> that's why I think the best play in this uh, group is uh, Denmark to win the group, plus 230. Tremendous value for a country that's been on fire. Nico, you, you took your headphones out, but what Paul said, he straight forecasted Denmark one. And Paul, was it Australia two? Australia two. Dude, you're Plus 25 on the fuckers. You're banning those kangaroo fuckers. Dude, you, listen, hey, you, you guys out. know that all I care about is Juju. And as soon as Pert and Paul started talking about these fucking curses, even though, <laughs> even though Benzema got me promoted the, for the first time in FIFA last night, okay? My first time getting promoted. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck the French. Let's go, Paul. I'm tailing you here. Plus 2,500. I love it. I love it. All right. So group E. Bert, we're going to go to you for group E. We got Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica. This one, I kind of like, Paul. One thing I'm learning here is these straight forecasts. This one looks pretty easy. Um, I kind of like this one. You could kind of do two options between Germany and Spain, and it looks like either one at plus money should pay out. Yeah, this is um, this is definitely a group um that you think both Germany and Spain should make it. But um, look at the last two World Cups. Both haven't been iffy. Costa Rica, somehow, I'm surprised at uh, how low they're getting disrespected. Uh, they have some players that can make some noise. Uh, I think the worst team actually is Japan. Um, I know they have a guy in Arsenal. I just think those Japanese, uh, they're not, they're decent, but uh, like you said, this could be an easy one, actually, just Germany and Spain to make it. Um, although, that's when you th- you think it's the easiest, but sometimes it doesn't play like that. But um, yeah. Um, not much, I guess, to talk about just looking at all the odds and stuff. I just take to finish bottom of the group, probably Japan plus 150. That's decent value compared to Costa, Costa Rica minus 200. I think they're pretty even and, uh, I can see Costa Rica doing a little cha-cha on, uh, that uh, country over there. You're only saying that because you got them in the pool. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> sell these people that, that you're actually going to take that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, this is, I mean, it's a pretty simple group, I guess. Um, but, Crazier things have happened, especially to these two countries in the past uh, couple World Cups. So uh, you never know, I guess. Dude, I mean, I watched Spain in 2018, 2014. Dude, they're so fucking boring to watch. Mm-hmm. They, they, they really are so boring to watch. And I hope they lose. I hope that Costa Rican country has something to cheer for. <laughs> I hope those bastards beat Spain and make it out. I think they I might put Costa Rica and make now. it out. Uh, they got yeah, the they dropped a lot of their older guys. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they're, they're big I'm sorry. Now, so they might be more exciting, but who knows? But I, I got to agree with Per. I think this is going to be like one of the more straightforward groups. I mean, as much as I love big Tommy Asu at Arsenal, I don't see Japan doing shit and Costa Rica. And 
I don't see any of them knocking off either the Germany or Spain. So who who gets first or second in that group, I think is a coin flip. Okay, this one might be even better then. I'm looking at Group F here. We got Belgium, Croatia, Morocco, and Canada. Right now, the winner, we got Belgium minus 145, Croatia plus 210, Morocco plus 800, Canada plus 12. This one looks like one that, that I would like. You know, it, it kind of seems like it should be self-explanatory. Belgium one, Croatia two. Am I wrong in reading that or no? To me, this is the My toughest group. My dark horse of the tournament is Canada to qualify. Yes, dude, I was, I was dead. I was Croatia's dead ass good, thinking that. But yeah, dude, they got a good team. It, they got like experienced guys like like Modric, Perisic. They're great. Mandzukic was great in the last one, but he's gone. And another word for experience is they're old as fuck. They're all like thirty six years old. I think Perisic's 33. Like, I don't see them having as good of a run as they did last year. Meanwhile, Canada's the bottom favorite of that group. They came through the qualifiers red hot and then haven't lost a game in any of their friendly since. Mm -hmm. They got Davies, uh, Jonathan, David up front. So they got guys in the front and the back and the midfield. I think they have, like, some guy that's, like, 35 years old. It's his, like, first World Cup ever. Like, they're going to have guys that are out hungry to play. And they were red hot going into it. I do not see why they're like the bottom favorite, but I can easily see them coming in, like riding the momentum from the qualifiers and, and maybe surprising some people and knocking off an older team like Croatia, what that might be caught a little lacking. You got to take into account like this year, mid season World Cup. So they might have some fatigue from playing for their clubs and stuff too. Whereas like Jonathan David, younger guy, could bounce back a bit. Yeah, I'll just be uh, careful with uh, Canada because Alfonso Davies is just coming back from quad injury. They named him in, in their squad, but I'm not too sure how much time he's going to get. Uh, if he does play, I think we'll have more of a central role, be more involved in goals, assists, which will be a big factor. So if he isn't in the starting lineup and he's playing, I think I do have Canada as my dark horse, and I think they'll go a lot further than people will think. Yeah, I'm I'm probably not even going to touch this since I think Oder anyone oh, in this group I th- I think anyone in this group could win. I think we're not even talking about Morocco. And Morocco Oder has studs across all across Europe playing in leagues. I think the one if you are going to uh, bet on this group, I would just say not to bet on Belgium. Although I'm a big Belgium guy, they have all those studs. I think it's kind of past their golden age. They uh miss 2018 was supposed to be their year. And uh, now they're all getting kind of older. Lukaku's up there, Hazard's up there, De Bruyne's up there. Although they're all great players, I think this group is way too even of a group for them to be uh, that justified at minus 750 to qualify from the group. I could easily see any one of these four uh, advancing combo. So uh, might as well try to bet on the one who has the best value. And like I said, that's Canada at plus 275 to advance. As soon as I think I start seeing this shit, uh, I'm – Completely wrong. I, I don't. I don't even know what to say here, Paul. We're gonna go to you. We got Group G. You have Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and Cameroon to qualify. Brazil obviously minus two thousand. Switzerland plus a hundred. Serbia plus one ten. Cameroon plus four fifty. Yeah, I think Brazil's the the obvious choice to win the group here. And then I got I'm between Switzerland and Serbia to uh, also go up. But I think the combination of Vlahovic and Mitrovic up top, or a combination of the two, is gonna edge them over uh, Switzerland. They're going to take second place here. So what, what's, the, what's the odds on Brazil first and then Serbia second? 
Yeah, I, I love that one. bet. I had. Yeah, I actually there. really like. That I too. love Serbia. Not like people are pretty high on Switzerland because they had a pretty balanced team, but like Paul said, they got some. Like Serbia's got some dogs up top. It's, that's plus one sixty five. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, Brazil. Good Brazil yeah, Brazil's obviously like the Brazil's gonna win that group. Like they're top. Yeah. Like, but then you pretty much are guessing if Serbia or Switzerland takes second. I mean, at plus one sixty five. I mean. Serbia, fuck it. Like, take, take, take Brazil first and Serbia second. I like that. Yeah, goal scorers for sure. Yeah, I'm not – to me, Switzerland's been overrated by FIFA forever. They're always somehow <laughs> in the top ten in FIFA rankings. And I just look at their roster, and I'm always like, what the fuck? Besides Xhaka and Shakiri, and Shakiri's in fucking the U.S. now. Like, I just think, yeah, Serbia, they have those weapons that – Especially Mitrovic, all he does is score, 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 score. Yeah. And um, honestly, he might not be a bad idea for Golden Boot. I didn't even think about that, but that just popped in my head. And um, that country, all oh, when I love watching them, is like I said, all they do is score. And I could, I could just see the way Mitrovic has been playing recently. I think he could keep that up in uh, Qatar. So uh, I'm not sure what that value is. I'm going to be sprinkling a couple money, a couple units on myself just for Mitrovic top goal score. All right, Culp, we're going to kick it over to you for the last group, Group H. We got Portugal, Uruguay, Ghana, and South Korea. Now, this is one that is probably a more predictable group. I think you got to go Portugal winning it. Like I said, same thing with Argentina. I think Messi and Ronaldo are coming into these tournaments hungry. Ronaldo's going to have a lot of drama around this going into it, given everything that's going on at Manchester United. He's going to want to go out, make a statement this World Cup, bang in some goals, show uh, Ten Hag what he's missing out on there at United. I think they're a shoe in to win the group. He's got a stomach bug going into this week, so he might miss game one. That's the only thing. So I'd avoid like taking them in any bets like week one here. He might miss. Uh, but they got good up front, Jal Felix and him, good squad. And then I, I don't think Ghana could beat out Uruguay. I think Uruguay better better team all around so i think pretty straightforward for me on this one with just portugal and uruguay one and two that poor guy this that poor guy's going to quitar with a stomach bug and now he's these scorpions and shit <laughs> yeah that's brutal that's the front of camel for him yeah. <laughs> i i just i think this is another tough group i i don't like the value that portugal has at minus 700 to advance since to me all four of these teams could um, could easily advance. Um, I remember in the World Cup when the U.S. was in it, it was Portugal, U.S., Germany. No one thought the U.S. could beat out Portugal, and, hey, we did it. Uh, South Korea, they have Hyunmin Sung. Oh, hey, it's the World Cup. All you need is this one player to create magic, and I could see that happening. You're discounting my Uruguayan boys to win it. Uh, they got the Liverpool. They got Darwin Nunez. They got Luis Suarez. They got all those Liverpool boys who, uh, unlike Arsenal, they know how to fucking win. Stop this. I think, <laughs> top of the table. Uh, top of the table. <laughs> I think this is a group that just like one of the other, uh, the group just above it, the, uh, what was it? Croatia, Canada group. I think this one, any four of these can make it out. And, uh, I love to see Ronaldo, uh, crying once again on TV saying, no, complained about some, uh, Portugal manager. So, uh, yeah, fuck Portugal, go Uruguay, uh, and go South Korea. I'm going to be rooting for Shumin Song to, uh, rip up uh, on a Portugal. 
Only thing that I was kind of concerned with, I would have been saying the same thing, but Son almost didn't even make the squad because he was hurt. That's so I don't true. know how much he's but he, play he made it. He made stuff, it. But yeah, you know, if he plays, it, it it does change the dynamic. I'm under the assumption he's playing through injury and won't be a hundred percent himself. But and Don, honestly, that, Donna then, in the World Cup for some reason. The U.S. is always in the same group as them, but they always make uh, some uh, fits in, uh, for some other countries. And I think they could give uh, a fit to Portugal. I could see them doing. Uh, I could see them doing it uh, a couple more on Portugal. So uh, I think this is a tough group. I think any one of them can make it, and uh, probably want to stay away. So really quick before I kick you guys off, Paul, I know you mentioned some top goal scorers, some golden goal, golden boot. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about, but. I got the odds in front of me. So, what are you thinking for top goal scorer here? That's what I saw. Um, I was looking at Mitrovic. I said he's plus five thousand. Although I think that's insane value. Yeah, that's for like a guy who yeah. bangs in goals for a shitty team like Fulham. So, for Golden Boot, you want um, a team that uh, will eventually go far. Since uh, the more mm-hmm. games they play, the more goals, obviously. So. Um, you definitely want to bet on someone that uh, a country that you believe will go far. I know uh, Brazil. Um, I think they probably could easily go to the championship. And uh, I'm just looking at their two top guys, Richarlison and Vinicius Jr. and Jesus, uh, plus 3,000 for all three of them. And uh, Richarlison, I think he has like six goals in five games for Brazil. So uh, at plus 3,000, that's a great value compared to just Harry Kane at like plus 750, Mbappe plus eight. If I, anything, stay away from Mbappe since, like we said, I think France could easily uh, have those bad juju again, uh, just like those other previous winners. So plus 850, that's not that's not good value for uh, what we're looking for. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do before we leave. We're going to we're gonna go down the line. We're going to pick – our World Cup winner and the top goal scorer. Corey, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> Obviously, give me fucking Argentina, okay? Give me Argentina, and then I'm going to take – I'm looking at it now. I'm gonna you might as well Argentina. just go Messi. You should just go Messi. If you I, think should, Argentina, I should go Messi. I should plus go 1,100. Messi. That's good. That's good. I mean, for his you know final what? World Cup. I like their flag, too. Sure, Argentina. Here we go. Let's go. I'm going <laughs> Lionel Messi and Argentina to win. And then I'm going to take the Colts money. And Zablatny's money, and Pert's money, and your money from that pool when Argentina wins too. Oh, what do you got? I got Brazil, and uh, I got top goal scorer with the be uh, Vinny Junior. Oof, yeah, I, I hate to just say what Paul said. It's just the word. Obviously, Brazil has the worst value, but um, I think this is finally the Brazilians' year. I think Neymar gets it done. Um, they have the best keeper. They have Allison. They just have the best team overall. Although it's yeah, plus three twenty, it's the worst value, but um, I think it's the smartest call you can make. So I'm going with Brazil. Then I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with actually Memphis Depay, uh, plus twenty three hundred. Uh, he's in the worst group by far. Um, I think Netherlands is going to steamroll, and I think he's going to be a big reason for that. Hope. Uh, I'm also going to go with Brazil. It sucks. God I mean, damn they it. got they got the biggest stars. And the deepest squad. Like, they got guys behind them. Uh, it's tough to bet against them. I mean, that's why I was thrilled I got them from the pool. Uh, but I do think your Argentina is going to have a good run. And I don't think the goals are going to come from Messi. I think it's going to come from Lautro Martinez. Yeah, Coming that's what I said, right? Hot. And <laughs> I, I think uh, he'll be, I'll take him as like a sleeper pick for the top goal scorer. Okay. Right, here we go. Make it far. Last one. 
I have United fucking states Woo! winning. Say and it. I have <laughs> Captain America Pulisic yeah. being the top goal scorer. And I'm lucky. Uh, where the fuck, where the hell is he at? A humble plus, and unbiased. Plus 10,000. Plus 10,000. <laughs> you know what? Goddamn like, USA, baby. One thing yeah. I do want to say, what about, uh, you guys like Brazil? What about Gabriel Jesus? I like that guy. He's on my FIFA ultimate team. He, he seems does, to put I the ball him. in the back he of the net. He plays for my team. He does not score goals. He's Fuck, great at They, they just have, the issue is, yeah, Brazil, they just have so many weapons that any anyone could score. You have the Neymar, you have Richarlison, you have June, yeah, you have Jesus, you have Vinches. Yeah, it's that, they just have a super dominant team that who cares who scores? They're just going to score. I got you a good Let me hear game it. one opening game on Sunday. So, with Qatar, money line, and then either over two and a half or three and a half goals. Okay. So, I thought you had, I thought you had Ecuador advancing. I got Qatar to win though. So, here's my logic. Here's my logic. Here's my logic. So, since the host country era started in 2006, which is the host country plays the first game, three out of the four games the host country has won and over the over goals have been four plus in each game so and the only time that it wasn't a win was a one-one draw so i'm taking guitar over two and a half goals at plus 560 odds if you want to get a little spicy you could take over three and a half for plus 1500 so okay, that's what i got okay. for sunday i mean hey they, they have been waiting yeah. <laughs> if any team's gonna bribe a win, it's those Qatari fucks. I mean, you might my zoom might cut out here in a minute. A drone strike might be flying in. <laughs> I'm telling you, the fix will be in. They're the host team. Well, as Qatari you guys know, <laughs> we do not bet unders on that show. So just for that, Paul, I'm gonna tell you just just for that because we don't bet unders. That's a pussy bet. You don't you don't you want offense? Sheesh, I'm over two and a half. Yeah. You could do over two and a half, and that's plus one seventy right now. That's oh, I insane. Actually. I mean, with guitar plus five sixty, teams can't defend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. You know, we're going to be home over the holidays, so hopefully we'll uh, we'll get some good reactions when when I'm back. You will see. You will see. TikToks going. So, thanks again, gentlemen. We really appreciate it. Yep. Later, boys. Thanks for having us. Have a good one, everyone. So that does it for this week. Once again, I feel like, you know, shorter show, great week. These locks of the week after coming off an 0-4 weekend, I'm very confident. And obviously, again, I'm going to say it just for your mindset. We are in fade jock season. Don't forget it. We had some good talks about the World Cup. USA getting out of the group. USA money line against Wales Monday the 21st. And let's go Argentina. As you guys heard, we are all in a pool that Nico put together. I have Argentina I'm happy. Feel like I'm going to make a hundred bucks. That being said, don't forget, follow our Twitter, follow our TikTok, follow our Instagram, everything. Make sure to check the Action Network. That's where you get the best of our numbers. Thank you very much. Peace. The Clutch Picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm.